Skype of Cthulhu presents A Call of Cthulhu Scenario Shadows of Leningrad by Mike Ferguson Uh, sure. So we uh, were all acquaintances or somehow connected to a an artist who had died in an unfortunate accident and we later on found out that she had uh uh, apparently taken her own life as, uh, and uh so we all go to russia to uh her her funeral service uh, we make some contacts there we find out that the husband uh was present and was hurt and was sent to an asylum the daughter was also there um the other daughter uh, and the younger daughter is in the same asylum. Some of us head to the hospital. Some of us head out to uh, the artist's home, a house at the edge of the city. A rather large, eight-foot-tall man with covered in hair greets us. Um, and... Uh, we had earlier been given a medallion, which we give we give to him to give to the youngest to give to the other daughter. He rushes and puts it into a safe, and uh, we agree to go look at the work. But first, uh, Mrs. Miss Richards is, needs to use to use the powder room, and uh, Mr. Fitzgerald sees in the painting on the wall change in an uncomfortable way. Uh, that sounds reasonable. Um, so, <clears throat> first, let's do a minor retcon. Mm. Uh, blaming Mr. Sterndale. Um, so, we will say that Mr. Sterndale has been with you the whole time, just because it will be far more convenient to do so. Uh, so, after the funeral, when the players split up to go... Uh, one group to the estate and one group to the hospital. Um, will Mr. Sterndale have joined one of those two groups or will he be off doing something else? Um, I think he'll go to the hospital. Okay, that sounds fair. Uh, and for the sake of the rest of the players who have known Mr. Sterndale for a couple of days, as well as the listeners, can you please introduce Mr. Sterndale to us? Uh, yep. So, Mr. Sterndale is a former soldier. Um, sorry, I'm just reading him myself. Um, so, he's average looks. Um, so, yeah, he's a former soldier. He would have talked about his time in the Second Boer War. Um, and things he used to get up to. It seemed like he was a bit of a, a daredevil on the edge during the war. Um, but yeah, um, while he's never met, um, never met the lady in person, um, he has known her and um, through correspondence and um, 
Yeah, and so decided to travel too. Uh, with the rest of the group after the memorial service. <clears throat> uh, okay. Um, so let's pick up uh, at least briefly. Uh, so Miss Richards and Mr. Fitzgerald were at the estate and Mr. Fitzgerald had um, is headed up to the tower with Jonah, as Mr. Fitzgerald had asked to see the paintings, and Jonah had said well, that's where most of them are. Uh, Miss Richards, you had excused yourself to the restroom, uh, which is uh, number nine on the map. Um, it is a very luxurious restroom. Um, you know, it is marble and uh, and gold. Uh, there's a large white marble tub. Uh, near the tub, there is a sink and a toilet, but they are, let's say, newer and uh, you know, much simpler. They're not as you know, ornate, clearly not as old. Uh, there is a medicine cabinet over the sink uh, and a mirror hanging on the wall, but the mirror is broken. Like in lots of pieces, shattered, one might say. Okay, I will uh, go in here, uh, run some water for a bit, uh, briefly glance into the medicine cabinet, and then go to room eight, which is really where I wanted to go in the first place. Yep. Uh, so, which is which is of course the room that you saw Jonah take the um, medallion into and then come out of. Yep. Uh, so, when you enter room eight, it's clearly the bedroom uh, and a master bedroom. Uh, at one end of the room, there is a, uh, a very large ornate canopy bed, an end table next to it, um, bookshelf on the other side of the room. Uh, there's a couple of dressers. Uh, there's two dressers, actually. Uh, the, all of the drawers in the dressers are pulled out, uh, and the clothes that were clearly once in them are strewn all about the room and the bed. Uh, there is a closet in the room, a wardrobe, and it is also open uh, with you know, clothes pulled out and scattered all over. Uh, there is a mirror overhanging one of the dressers. You know, apparently would, you know, probably would have been used as a vanity, this kind of thing. Uh, and that mirror is also shattered. There's glass, kind of you know, bits of mirror glass on the on the dresser and the floor around the dresser. Okay, is there any place that obviously looks like it might be, you know, a painting or something where a safe might hide behind? Uh, one other, yeah, one other bit. Uh, there is a painting uh, on the other dresser, right? So one of the dressers ha has over it this smashed mirror. The other has a painting. Mm -hmm. Uh, the painting is uh, of um, a meadow covered in snow. And there is a young child apparently playing in the snow. And what appears to be the only way you can describe it is kind of a, a translucent kind of ghostly looking figure, possibly a woman kind of watching the child. Right, so I'm going to try to see if I can move that painting if it swings out off the wall. 
Uh, it very easily comes off the wall and there is a safe mounted in the wall. I will try the handle on the safe to see if it was locked up immediately afterwards. Uh, it was locked. There it is locked, I should say. Yes. Okay. And um, do I have an idea of what kind of safe it is? Uh, it is a combination safe. Okay. Um, uh, do you want to give me... Um, you're just kind of wondering what kind of safe it is. Give me an... E do you have any locksmith? Uh, I have quite a lot of locksmith. I make an easy locksmith roll. I don't know. Uh, I rolled a 12, so that's going to be good. Uh, so yes, this is a this is a very high end combination safe. Um, you know, the kind that has more than three numbers. Uh huh. Right, probably five or six. So you would figure. I mean, you could you could crack the safe. You're you know if you have some locksmith, but it is going to be extremely hard to do so. Okay, I will take note of that. I will briefly glance around the back of the picture because often people write the numbers there for reasons nobody understands. They are not there. All right, I will close it back up and then uh, scurry to the tower to join the others. Okay. Uh, as you come out into the parlor, uh, you can make a sanity roll. Sorry, zero three. Uh, no loss, as you also see that the uh, painting has changed. As okay. we talked about last time. Uh, and then you head up into the tower. I do. And as you head to the stairs, let us cut over to Mr. Masters, Mr. Von Schlag, and Mr. Sterndale. So you arrive to the Revolution Hospital, which is where you were going. Uh, it is a, um, you know, in Leningrad, closer to the uh, center of the city than the estate is, right? So you're headed back into the city. Uh, it's an old building. It is a very large, you know, kind of dreary, ominous, unpleasant looking, you know, old stone institution. Um, see, one might say that it looks something like. No, I don't have a picture of it. Sorry. Um, the yeah, there are some signs, some simple signs, kind of directing you uh, to the north wing of the hospital which is the sanitarium wing. Uh, the south wing of the hospital is the, let's say, more typical um, medical wing. Uh, it is, of course, still bitterly cold outside. Light snow is falling. The sky is gray and, and dark. Um, as you come up to the doors to the hospital, you kind of come to the uh, reception area. Um, it is certainly warmer inside. I don't want to say it's warm, but it is warmer than it is outside. Um, and there are you know, some 
clearly medical personnel sitting on or sitting behind a couple of large desks at, at one end of the uh, reception area. And at each desk, there is a long line of people, 15, 20, 25 people in each line. You know, they're all kind of dressed in, in dark color, in dark grays and blacks, you know, heavy wool coats and sweaters. Um, you can see, you know, the people up at the head of the line are talking to uh, the receptionists or nurses or whomever that is. Uh, there's a number of people kind of sitting on simple hard benches around the uh, edge of the room. It's very quiet. The, uh, the people up, up the front of the lines who are talking to the nurses, you know, it's kind of low hushed voices and, you know, Every you know, every once in a while, you know, someone might whisper something to a neighbor, a little murmuring, you know. But other than that, it is just quiet. Is Cam's uh, a mob with us? Or escort? Was an escort guy? No. Okay. Yeah, I thought he just arranged a meeting for us. Well, he didn't even really do that. I think he just kind of said, go ahead and use my name. Yep. Oh, no, I'm sorry. That was Scoblin. Yeah. But as we noted last week, nobody ever asked me for that name, so this should be fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is a public place, so uh, as public well, and free as it gets. You're in, a family uh, friend, so. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess we should queue up then. Sounds good. Who was our handler? That's the guy I was trying to remember. Um, yeah, that was that was it right. was Kamsamov. Yeah, Kams okay. Yeah, Kamsamov. Gotcha. Okay. Well, I guess we should just queue up and see if we can't talk to someone. You said there's a couple different lines, Jim. I did. So, which ones are going to receptionists? Which ones are going to nurses? Uh, six of one, half dozen of the other. Okay. Let's see if any of us speak. I do speak Russian very well. Um, I speak Russian sign. about 40% okay. That's about the same as me. Okay. <clears throat> I speak, well, let's, uh, let's have you do the talking there, Doctor, since you're actually the one that knows uh, Katerina and Alexi. Thank you, sir. Uh, professor, though, not quite a doctor. Yet. Oh, Professor, yes. Um, pardon me, um, uh, ma'am. I'm sorry, I forgot the Russian word for ma'am. Sorry, um, are you... Are you Pushing your, are you just push, walking up and pushing your way to the front of the line, or are you? Oh, no, I can speak just as well to the people in the back of the line here. Oh, okay. Because there's a few different lines, correct? Yes. Is what we're doing, yes. So I will uh, pick one here and uh, at the back and say, pardon me to whoever's you know, standing there. Um, can you tell me, I'm trying to, uh, to see someone. Can you tell me what this line is for? Um, 
I have an 80 percent um, language that helps with the accent or anything. Uh, no, you don't. Yeah, you're, okay. you're more than fluent. That's not a problem. Um, okay. Give me a persuade roll. Persuade. Uh, let's see. I don't. Looks like I have no. Um, hmm. No interpersonal skills. So let's just roll. How badly can that go? A 79 out of whatever the base is. Um, need to change this over. Yes, so that's a fail. I'll be failing that roll today, Jim. Even though you are a foreigner, you must wait in line like everyone else. Oh, yes, quite right, quite right. But uh, which lie is what I'm trying to, I'm trying to discover, you understand. Please. Good, sir. We are just um, visitors here. We really desperately need to get through um and to i the the government has asked for me to go on a survey later but we i saw so, you know it's time is tight if there's anything we can do to help you know speed the process through what am i to do i am just here to see my sister oh well um well it's I'll turn to the others. Shall we just go ahead and speak? I mean, talk to someone over there. Yeah, pointing to the um, staff behind the counters. This is in English, by the way. Uh, that would be uh, that would be jumping past all these uh, all these other people. I don't know that that would yes, be. I definitely wouldn't be proper, and it mm -hmm. might cause. Uh, might cause them to be less inclined um, to be friendly to us if we push them. How fast do the lines seem to be moving, Jim? Uh, in the in the in the couple minutes. In the time that you've been here, the line has not moved. Oh. Woof. So how many do lines they look like they're actually did you say so? we have? Uh, there are three lines. So yeah, why don't we each go to a line and see who gets there first? And to answer Mr. Sterndale's question, the people at the front of the line are definitely in conversation with the nurses or receptionists or whomever it is at the front of the line. If that's how about mean. yeah, how about this? Could I listen to see if <laughs> I can hear what is being spoken about at the front of say my line that I've chosen? Sure. Listen rolls. Okay. Or listen roll. That is a pass. Um, yeah, you can kind of just make out kind of enough words, like say they're you know they're not speaking loudly. Um, you know the the person at the front of the line is 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 trying to uh, find out where um, her husband is. Uh, if he's in the hospital, here's his name, um, you know, what's his status, uh, and the uh, apparently nurse who, who she is talking to um, seems to be mostly deflecting her questions. Well, 
Meeting a Yeti certainly would be more exciting than this. <laughs> we don't have a name to uh, to name drop, though, at all, though, do we? We've just got uh, John's character did. Nope, we don't. Uh, we don't have any names to name drop. We're just there to uh, yep. see Alexi and Katerina. Yeah. So I don't know if there's much for it except to, uh, to kick back. Um, does it look like there's someone at all that works there that is not tied up in uh, these lines, like behind the counter? Someone we could approach with, say, a little graft to get in. Party luck roll. On the 38. That would be you, I think. <laughs> I've got 16. Oh, that is a 19. It is a lucky day. Uh, yes, there is. There is. So besides the the nurses who are helping the people in the lines, uh, there is a fourth nurse who occasionally um, comes out, brings some paperwork uh, to one of the nurses at the desk, or takes some paperwork, or you know, if you <laughs> after waiting 10 or 15 minutes, um, you know, one of your lines will shuffle forward because the person at the front is escorted uh, by this nurse, kind of forward. Um, you know, through into the hospital. Gotcha. So yes, there is a fourth person. Who, there is a, there is another nurse who is not specifically one of the ones who is, you know, engaged in conversation with the people in line. Trying to find my Reggie's credits here. Don't. See. It. He does have an income of well, five thousand. Um, uh, like mine is under bargain. And... I'm sorry, I lost both you guys. I was going to say, if you'd like me to go up and uh, I can I can talk to them and introduce you if you like. I think that would be great. Thank you, Otto. Mm. That might be a uh, a good idea. Make sure you um, I'll kind of rub my fingers together um, are persuasive. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> yes, I'll be ready for that and I'll pull out some notes into my pocket to be close by and handy. Um, I guess we'll make our way over to the that other nurse when she pops out next time. Uh, excuse me, uh, miss. If you need help, you should wait in line. Uh, yes, we we are waiting in line. It is a matter of some urgency, though. We're here to see um, Katarina and uh, Alexei Orkanov. We have a family friend here who's been traveling from out of the country and uh, it's just looking into the state of the Orkanovs here. We've just just come from the funeral not too long ago. It's been a very difficult day, if you don't mind me saying. Yes, most of the people here are looking for someone. Stand in line, you will be helped in your turn. 
Um, perhaps, and I'll pull out the uh, the bribe money. I'll say, uh, perhaps there might be a way to get around this line since we're already speaking with you. I'm sure you know who the Orkanovs are. Easy persuade roll. 27 is... You sure we couldn't make that a charm there, Jim? (laughs) (laughs) Even making it easy, you still... No, I'm not a persuasive guy. I'm a charming guy. I could make a hard charm. 27. Uh, I don't know. You didn't sound like you were trying to be very charming. But no, yeah, I'll you're, take, you're right. A, a hard charm is fine. I'll, we'll, we'll go with that. It's I mean, it would have also made a hard fast talk. You can lie to people and you can love them, but you can't convince them of anything. That's awesome. <laughs> They're pretty good firearms, too. And uh, <laughs> and, uh... Hey, the max persuade role to get Jim to take it was acceptable. So that's. <sighs> yes, I suppose you can be. I will take you to see uh, uh, her physician. She has a new physician. He just arrived from Moscow this morning, but uh, I can bring you to Dr. Morozov. Oh, splendid. Thank you so much. Uh, yes, this way. I scurry to follow when he's being taken somewhere. And I'll follow as well. Um, okay. She will lead you uh, into the hospital, uh, which looks like this. Uh, so number one, there is the uh, is the uh, reception area where you were. Mm-hmm. Uh, she will lead you uh, not very far forward to room number two. Uh, the door is closed, and there is a nameplate on the door that reads Office of Doc- Dr. Tretiak. Uh, this is Dr. Said... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. This is Dr. Morozov's office. And she will kind of lean, the, lean, you know, lean over, open the door, and, you know, make the wave to indicate that you can go in. Thank you. We will. Uh, it is a fairly small office, cramped. There is a uh, a desk and a number of filing cabinets. They are all just stuffed and overflowing with papers. Uh, there are a number of papers on the desk. Um, seated at the desk is a kind of short, slight, uh, balding man with a black goatee wearing a white lab coat. Uh, there's an ashtray on the desk that is uh, overflowing and as you walk in, you know, the, the air is <laughs> fairly filled with cigarette smoke. Uh, he stubs out a cigarette. Uh, uh, yes, uh, Dr. Morozov, these gentlemen are here to see uh, Katerina. 
Oh, yes, yes. Uh, to see young Katerina, da? Of course. Uh, come in, come in. I'm happy to assist you. Spot hidden rolls. Ninety-seven. Ooh, fifty-three. That's just barely a fail for me. And forty-nine, which rounds off all the fails. Okay. Uh, how can I assist you? Does he by any chance have a name tag on his uh, jacket or whatever? Uh, he does not. He does not. Okay. Uh, yes, Dr. Uh, Morocco. Uh, my name is uh, Otto von Schlag. These are my associates here. Um, Professor Masters. Masters and uh, Mr. Sterndale. Uh, Professor Masters here is uh, an old family friend of the Orkanovs. Uh, had just come from the funeral. Um, looking to uh, check in on both Katerina and Alexi, if that's possible. Just to, uh, he's a little, he's just worried about the welfare of the young girl and, and the state of the father. After this terrible, terrible incident. Yes, and uh, I'm afraid that uh, Alexei is, he is a lost cause. He is, he is well gone. His mind is broken. Uh, you can forget about him. Um, what would you like about Katerina? Um, well, I would love to see them both, if that's possible. Uh, starting with Katerina, perhaps I, at the very least, like to uh, like to see Alexei. Could we visit with Katerina? Could you perhaps let us know some of her condition? We only know what the what the papers have told us, which is to say, not much at all. Yes. Yes, well, the girl is. She is ill. Mentally ill, otherwise she is she is unharmed. Why do you say she's ill? Well, clearly. Whatever happened, watching her mother kill herself, has uh, damaged the girl's mind, as, uh, as I think will be imagined. Does she not have any family that she could go to? Anyone to look after her? And the state, well, the state is taking care of her. Could I see her? Could I meet her? Meet with her, talk to her? Yes, I believe for, for a moment, 
Uh, we, we'll see how thing we will see how it goes. I can bring you to Katarina. So it might do her good to uh, see a familiar face. Perhaps, perhaps indeed. Have I met Katarina before, Jim? It looks like I'm looking through the character sheet. And it looks like I just met the owner cause when they were younger. So that would be a no. Okay, there we go. But I am anxious nonetheless. Uh, fair enough. Um, well, no time like the present, shall we? Yes, please. Um, as he stands up and starts to walk around the desk, um, he looks down at the desk uh, and then kind of very quickly grabs a stack of papers on top of the desk and shoves them in a drawer. This way, please. And then gives you the, let's go back out into the hall, hand gesture. Hmm. Well, I'll, I'll motion for him to go first. Um, and I'll see if I can, like, as they go out quickly, have, you know, take a few <laughs> seconds so I can have a look at the piece of paper before following. Uh, give me a sleight of hand roll or a stealth roll. No, I think it will be stealth for me. So that's a 23 um, or sneak. I take it. Yep. Uh, Same thing, yeah. Yep. So, yep, that's a success, normal success. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so as um, Dr. Morozov leads you out into the hall, uh, Mr. Sterndale, you can kind of grab the papers. And it looks like a handout as such. Just learned a lot about Mr. Sterndale. <laughs> okay, someone wants to give that a read. I have no sure. idea what that rooms, says. Rooms appear inconsistent. Too many to be self-inflicted, question mark. Suicide appears unlikely. Stab wounds low, moving into rib cage and lower arms. From someone lower or shorter, question mark, suggests the younger daughter, Katarina, but seems unlikely. The wounds on victim's neck. Uh, it's actually oh, strange. strange. Two wounds on victim's neck. Oh, two wounds on victim's neck. All capital strange. Yes. I think that's what it says. Yep. Um, notes recovered from study indicate correspondence with one Vladimir Yezov, mm -hmm. who had obsessive interest in her art. Need to question Yezov. 
seems like he may either be involved or no pertinent information. Where's the other daughter? Question mark needs to qu need to question her as well. Oh, interesting. Very interesting. So Dr. Morozov will lead you out into the hall and down the hall. Uh, listen rolls. That will be a normal success. And uh, and same for me. Sorry, those were your successes? Regulars, yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh, as you pass by the door to room number three, which apparently is another office, uh, you hear in Russian, in here, quickly, it is life or death. Speaking to us, does it sound like? Like, is there a cracked door? Uh, yes, the door is just barely open. Dr. Morozov either didn't hear or is ignoring it and is continuing down the hallway, um, making a turn. Is the door I mean, marked? I, I think our marching order was doctor, professor, myself and then mr sterndale so oh yeah sorry uh, yes. the door the door is labeled as office of dr Rybin. office of dr Rybin. i will sort of glance ahead and glance there um so it does sound as if someone is addressing us right like is that what That's... you said i'm sorry that's well, not a completely unreasonable assumption. Whoever's okay. walking by. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. I will uh, pause and I guess I'll turn the knob and peek. Uh, stealth roll. It's a 30, which is a good roll, but let's see if I have, have any stealth. I do not. Oh, sneak is 20, so that is not a good roll, so that's a fail. Okay. Uh, as you as you, you know, stop to turn the doorknob, uh, Dr. Morozov stops and, and turns and looks at you. Uh, Katarina is this way, if you would, please. Um, can I, as we continue to follow him, can I make a... I'm going to try and make like a surreptitious sign behind my back to Sterndale and like point towards the office. And Sterndale will just give a quick nod. I'm not looking. I'm just making the sign behind my back to you. Oh, okay. Like, yep. And he will check it out. To the, he will, and he I, will I keep, the office. yeah. I'll, we'll keep following uh, the doctor. Okay. Can I get a, a sneaker stealth from Mr. Sterndale? Uh, a zero two, sorry. Yes, yes, you can. Okay. Uh, so yes, Mr. Sterndale, you are able to um, be un go unnoticed by Dr. Morozov. Okay. 
So you are you headed into? No, yeah, heading into the room. Yeah, the Ribbon office. Okay. Yeah. Um, let us at this point, as um, Dr. Morozov leads Mr. Masters and Mr. Von Schlag uh, further into the hospital, and Mr. Sterndale steps into uh, apparently Dr. Ribbon's office. Let us cut back to uh, Miss Fitzgerald in the strangely quiet or sorry, Miss Richards and the strangely quiet Mr. Fitzgerald uh, back at the estate. Yes, so I will rush up the stairs to uh, greet Mr. Fitzgerald and the the butler whose name I've forgotten already. Uh, and uh, yes, what's Jonah. going on up there? Sure. Um, so yes, you, you come up the stairs into uh, a studio uh, in the tower. Uh, it is clearly an artist studio, but it is a complete mess. Uh, there's, you know, canvases and paint and brushes and drop cloths and kind of everything that you would expect to see in a painter's studio. Uh, but there are a number of blank canvases that are um, torn and broken up, scattered all over the room. There are a number of uh, paint jars of uh, all sorts of different colors that are splashed and broken and strewn all about the room. Uh, there are partial sketches and uh, scribblings in charcoal and pencil and pencil uh, all over, kind of, you know, on papers, kind of strewn all over the floor uh, and on a uh, large desk. Uh, some of them are torn up. Some of them are look like actually look like they've been partially burned. Uh, on one on one wall. Uh, in dark blue paint, in huge letters, like a good two or three feet high letters, uh, it is written, help me, I cannot contain the cold anymore. Uh, right in the center of the room, there is an easel. There's clearly a canvas on it covered by a drop cloth. And there is a broken stool lying in front of the easel. Uh, is there a conversation going on when I arrive there, or is that just? Uh, they appear to have been waiting for you. Ah, yes, yes. Mr. Fitzgerald is just kind of looking around dumbly. <laughs> uh, yes, I will look. Oh, Jonah, what, uh, what has happened here? This is, is this? What, what, what just created this mess? My mistress, uh, before she killed herself, uh, she, you know, threw every three things around and was tearing up her canvases and throwing her paints around. Oh, and, and this, 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 on the wall here, this writing, what, what is this talking about? What, what cold? I, I, I do not know. Um, mistress huh. wrote it, but <sighs> poor mistress. Is, is this, is this where she took her life? This room? Uh, is it? That is a good question. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> 
Jonah, you're speaking so nicely. <laughs> uh, oh, no, no, I'm sorry. Uh, no, no, she, uh, that was in the kitchen. Oh, yes, yes. Well, uh, is there any artwork here that looks intact? The only in yeah, other than the only intact canvas is apparently the one that's covered by a drop cloth on the easel. Yes, yes, we call it PC sanity bait. Um, okay, uh, well, I I look around and say, well, I'm not sure what. Uh, I guess they could take art from other parts of the house. I'm not sure what they'll these people coming tonight will be able to take from here. Um, Jonah, have, what, what's this painting here in the center? Uh, that is Mistress's most recent work. Oh, well, do you mind if we take a look? Of course. All right, well, I will uh, lead over uh, uh, Mr. Fitzgerald so that he gets a good look at it, too. I want to have this view solo thing and uh, take off the canvas. Uh, it is a painting. Uh, clearly done by the same artist uh, of the painting that you saw in the parlor. And clearly you recognize <laughs> the artist in question. Uh, it depicts a young man, early 20s kind of age. Uh, he's wearing a crown and uh, kind of rich velvet jeweled robes. Uh, he holds a scepter in one hand and he is standing in front of a cave looking into it. Oh, fascinating, fascinating. Jonah, do you uh do you have any idea what this uh what this painting is supposed to represent or is it a story or something of that sort? Uh mistress's work was her own. Uh, oh yes, I do not know. You, you never spoke to her about her work. Oh, okay. Uh, well, do I have any sense of what this, do I have any Russian folktale knowledge or something like that that this might connect to? Uh, occult or history? 93 is not going to matter what it I use. I guess uh, not. Nope. Um, all right. Well, I, uh, I guess this, this is it. I will... I guess I'll poke around the room a little bit more to see if there's any other forgotten masterpieces, but uh, not very hopeful. Spot hidden roll. Uh, that should be okay. I think that's a regular success. Yeah. Uh, as you kind of you know poke around through the um, splashed paint and broken jars and destroyed canvases, um, under one of the kind of partially torn and destroyed canvases, um, you find a leather-bound case, like a briefcase kind of sized thing. Um, it is closed. It is locked. It is fairly nice. It's, you know, kind of a high-end quality leather. Um, that's it. Uh, does Jonah see me find this? I mean, how big is it? It's not the sort of thing I could sort of slip out with, I'm guessing. No. Um, well, I will still put my body between him and it as I sort of try the case to see if I can unlock it. 
Uh, can you unlock it? I don't know. Something I could use locksmith to see to do? Absolutely. Uh, I will burn the luck to make that a regular success. Uh, you are able to unlock the ca- unlock the case. It's not particularly difficult. It is, you know, again, kind of just a briefcase lock. Uh, inside, when you open it, there are 16 jars of paint. They are all intact. They all have paint in them. Uh, they are all different colors across the uh, color spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything are they labeled at all or anything like that? Uh, if you you kind of you know look through and um, you know maybe rotate some of the jars looking for a label or something like that. None of the jars are labeled. Uh, there is, however, a small scrap of paper under one of the jars. Uh, a handwritten note that okay. says, "Found in the church, perhaps through the hand of fate." Uh. This is a little unusual, but does it look like this handwriting is the same as the handwriting we've seen before? Does you know, is it does it look like the handwriting is signature, or does it look like somebody else's handwriting? Um, intelligence roll. Uh, no, no. Hard to tell. Uh, can I do a luck roll to see if I'm carrying a purse? Of course. You don't even have to make a luck roll. I would assume you'd be carrying a purse. There's nothing wrong with that. All right. I would like to slide some of these uh, into my purse. Uh, surreptitiously without being seen? Yes. Stealth roll. Uh, da, 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 da. Yep, success. Uh, You are able to. All right. Apparently without Jonah noticing you. Yes, yes. Um, All right. Well, with that in mind, I think I've looked around here and I will look at Mr. Fitzgerald and see if he has any other beaumonts. Hearing nothing from him, uh, I guess I will... Do you do you mind if we look through other parts of the house for other other works? We're we're uh, just such no, good fans of, of your mistress's work. Please please do. Uh, oh, and let, let I, me know if I can be of any assistance. Oh, of course, of course. And we don't want to keep you from your regular duties. If you want to, uh, if you have other things you need to be doing, we completely understand. Uh, he will nod and wander off. All right, uh, I will head down the stairs, I guess. Uh, oh, there's nothing. There's nothing else here, I don't think. Uh, down the stairs um, to one one, and I guess I will. I guess I will. As we get to the bottom of the stairs, assume room seven is just a coat closet or something like that. Uh, room seven is do to do, 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 do servants' quarters. Oh, well, 
wow, it's really small. Uh, I guess I will make my way down to room four then. Um, okay. Um, so you just peek in the servants' quarters? Uh, I will open it up because I don't know what it is. So uh, yes, okay. I guess I will look into the servants' quarters. Yep. Uh, yeah. So it's it's clearly <laughs> a servants' quarters. Uh, there is um, uh, a large steel cot under the window. Uh, with a footlocker next to the cot. Uh, on top of the footlocker, uh, there are uh, some papers, uh, some drawings. And that's uh, it. Can I just, I don't want to go in, but I'd like to sort of glance at the papers to see if they look like art from the rest of the house or if it's perhaps uh, Jonah has his own artistic flair. Uh, they are they are drawings. They do not look like the rest of the art. Uh, they look childish, you know, like the drawings that a child would do. Mm -hmm. uh, showing a young girl uh, and an ape-like figure uh, playing together, picking flowers, running through fields, this kind of thing. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, I guess I'll move down to room four then. Okay. Uh, with that, we will cut back to the hospital. Uh, Mr. Masters and Mr. Von Schlag following the good doctor. Um, well, he will doctor, lead you. <laughs> I don't know if the good doctor has been confirmed yet. Uh, the doctor, sure, sure, sure. Uh, he will lead you down into the uh, row of fives and six and seven. Um, all of the, um, these are all cells apparently. Uh, the doors are all closed. Um, there's a small, you know, kind of window in the door. And they're just all labeled, you know, A, B, C, D, this kind of thing. Uh, he will lead you past all of those. Uh, down to uh, room uh, seven. which the doctor will uh, pull out a key and unlock and open and wave you in. This is Katharina's cell. Does any of this feel kind of not right? Not right in what sense? Well, we were just warned that it was urgent to um, a matter of life and death, I guess, to, uh, to jump away from this guy. Does anything seem suspicious about this fellow? <laughs> we were in a, a poorly uh, <clears throat> poorly marked office and all that. I mean, is there a, uh, does he look like, is he like arching his eyebrows, like get in there and I'm going to lock the door on you. You know, whatever. Psychology role. That's the kind of thing I was looking for. Uh, 
However, that's another that I don't have. So a 95 will not do it. I'm too too excited to see Captain. Same. Same. I will go in. Uh, okay. Um, as you, as the uh, both of you are going in. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, as the two of you go in, um, Dr. Morozov will stand in the hallway. Um, the you know the door is the door is still open. Uh, from the cell directly across from her, so from number six there, <clears throat> uh, you can hear someone yelling. And it's it's appears to, it seems like a male voice. I can see, I can finally see two minutes to midnight and the wind sets us free. Okay. Um, as you step into the cell, uh, it is uh, white. The rooms are, you know, the room is stone room, just whitewashed. Um, kind of a single bright light illuminating it. Uh, there is a small cot in the room. Sitting on the cot is a a young uh, girl with long black hair. She is sitting there. She is bent over uh, a stack of uh, paper. And she is scribbling at the. She's scribbling on them with crayons. I will uh, sort of take off my hat, go down to one knee. Katerina, Katerina, my dear. See if she acknowledges my presence or anything. Uh, she looks up at you. My name is Reggie, Reggie Masters. I uh, was friends with your, with your parents. Uh, I've come a long way to see you and see how you are. Uh, her eyes, she, you know, her eyes kind of go go wide a little bit. She kind of, she kind of, she, you know, kind of leans to the side to look, uh, you know, to look at uh, Mr. Von Schlag standing behind you and uh, Dr. Morozov out in the mm-hmm. hallway. And then she kind of leans in close to you, whispers, I have a secret, but I will only tell you. The others have to leave. I will sort of uh, glance at the others. Um, well, I understand. Yes, let's... um. Why don't we we keep that and well I don't know I'll look at the the others uh, were they able to hear no no um, well can I can I make a listen roll to see if I hear and that way I could maybe sure no to distract the doctor Ooh, that's a zero eight that is a hard success yes you can. So as I see, you know, obviously the family friend talking to the daughter, I will um, start engaging. I'll step out into the hallway and start engaging uh, the doctor in conversation. 
um, putting myself between, you know, in the doorway between them, like with my back to them. Okay. Uh, Mr. Masters, you can see kind of the, a couple of the drawings that the girl is doing. They look as shown in the notes. Hmm. Ah. One happy family. Ooh. Don't look so happy. There are two handouts there. Oh, I see. They live in the painting. Sometimes they come out. Oof. Die. Hee hee. Oof. That's scary. For the listeners at home, uh, they were both childlike drawings. One has the, it says one happy family, the traditional, you know, big stick figure for the father, slightly smaller for the mother, then two other for young girls. The, um, the big one is, has a hat. The father's crying. He's got what might be blood stuff on his hands. And the, the one that might be a mother with a skirt has like two, Looks like slash marks on her. Nothing is uh, done to what might be Charlotte, who is smiling, the only one smiling. And then the smallest, which is presumably Katerina, is, I don't know, there's a lot of stuff coming. She's smiling with like vampire fangs. Yeah, yeah, it's like it might be that. Something dripping out of her mouth. And the second one is uh, looks like a painting of some sort. And there appears to be a uh, another stick figure who is stepping out of the painting, and that one's definitely got fangs. So that's the one where it says they live in the painting, and sometimes they come out. So, oof. is she showing me those when she says she has a secret? No, she's not particularly showing them to you. You know, you can just see them mm-hmm. right there, kind of on top of the stack of what she's working on. Got you, got you. Okay. Uh, in fact, why don't I take those? Oh, are these are these your drawings? I'll sort of reach to them a little bit, come through them, see if there's uh, she, happy ones. It, when you reach for them, she'll kind of pull them away from you. Okay. Yes, That's they're right. my drawings. I'll tell you my secret if they leave. Like over there, I glance back. They're they're not listening to us. They're <clears throat> it's just you and I. Now lean forward. You can tell me. No, they have to close the door. Um, I will sort of uh, look up to Otto and the um the good doctor. And I will say, um, or I'll I'll stand up. I won't just look. I'll stand up and say, um, can I have a a moment there alone with the girl? Uh, Dr. Morozov will look at you. Uh, I suppose that is acceptable. Thank you, Doc. And he will pull the door closed. It won't be long. Mr. 
Mr. Von Schlag outside. Mm -hmm. uh, can I have all of you except for Mr. Masters put your headsets down, please? Oh, okay. Mr. Masters. Mr. Masters. Yes, sir. Oh, good. You, you want to know the secret? Certainly, if you wish to tell me. Some all smiles and, you know, gentleness. Um, she smiles. It's a big secret. It's all right. You can you can tell me. I know you've had a hard time. The secret is that you're going to die. Make a dodge roll. Oh, it is a big secret. <laughs> that is a normal success. A normal success, you say? Okay. Um, she lunges at you. Um, and as she does so, you know, she kind of, you know, her, her mouth opens and she kind of smiles even larger. And as you can see that, you know, her mouth is just filled with little tiny sharp fangs. And she clearly was trying to bite you. But you were able to dodge out of the way. You can make a sanity roll. Ooh. Uh, that's a zero seven. I absolutely do. Uh, okay, no loss then. Um, does, we are we are in dex order, and it's your go. Does it look like your teeth are broken? Does it look like like when you say sharp fangs? Are these like unnatural things yes. that have grown in her mouth? Unnatural. They are far things. longer and more unpleasant than they should be. I got you. Um, I will uh, cry out in surprise. And uh, say, Doctor Otto, help! Then I'll try to uh, to catch her so that she doesn't. Um, uh, I don't know, doesn't attack me anymore. You know, like gently, but not like where I slam her against the wall or anything like that. But try to, I guess, grapple would be the word to kind of get her so she doesn't hurt either one of us. Mm -hmm. Fighting bro. Okay. Oh. Too many zeros. Too many zeros, Jim. 100. Okay. Uh, give me just a second here. Sure. Um, she will... Uh, we'll see if those... We'll see if... Um, Mr. Von Schlag hears you. Hears you yelling. Um, she will... Um, slash at you with uh, kind of both hands uh, and you can see that her nails have grown you know long and pointy and unpleasant uh, you can make a dodge roll or fight back if you want this is entirely uh it's a dodge one two entirely unnatural uh so what was my dodge again uh 44 so it's a normal no it's a hard success uh okay she misses here go okay Doctor, Otto, Mr. Von Schlag. And I will uh, 
seems to be a little more uh, <laughs> a little more dire. Um, is her? She was sitting on a cot, right? Yes. Could I throw that cot kind of between the two of us somehow or another to try to use the uh, like get that soft mattress pad or something? Uh, sure. Or you know what? Maybe just throw it in between the two of us so she can't get to me to make her um maybe give her an obstacle or something. Okay. Give me a fighting bravo. Okay. Uh, that's a zero one. That's the opposite in there. So yeah. <laughs> uh, you are very easily able to do so. Um, you know, kind of upend it. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, get the uh, get the cut in the mattress between the two of you. Um, she, you know, tears into the cot and just absolutely rips it apart. Uh, Mr. Von Schlag, from outside, you hear Mr. Masters yelling from inside the room. Um, I'm gonna try and open the door. Or actually, is this a door that has a window in it? Uh, it does. <laughs> I mean, I, I looked through the window. Uh, in the window, you can see uh, Mr. Masters is standing. Um, beyond him is uh, the cot is upended on its side. Um, and you can see uh, the little girl, Katerina, um, just absolutely tearing the cot apart. And you can make a sanity roll. 25 is a success. Uh, no loss for that. Uh, you can have a go, Mr. Von Schlag. My God. Um, and then I'll try and swing the door open. Um. Morozov will step in front of you and push you away from the door. No, no, we we must leave them. We must leave them as as uh, as she asked. Look at what's happening. I would rather not, and I don't think you should either. Okay, can I make some sort of psychology roll on that? Yes. Oh, 98 is not going to cut it. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, back inside. Um, yeah, so as I said, Mr. Masters, Katerina is just, she, you know, she's been basically this round, she's just tearing the cot, you know, in half, right? The The mattress, the wood frame of the cot kind of is breaking and splintering. She's going to be attacking you again next round. She's just ripping through it with ease. Oh. Your go. Um, quickly glancing around the room, is there anything? <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry, Steve. Yeah, <laughs> this kind of stinks. Uh, uh, well, since she's busy and I put it between her and me, would the door be behind me or would I have to go yes. like past her? It is behind me. Yep. Okay, I will turn and try to get out. Uh, the door is locked. Bing, bang, 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 bang. Open, open up. I'll glance over my shoulder. Uh, Mr. Von Schlag. 
Uh, as you're standing there looking in the door, you see Mr. Masters run to the window and start <laughs> uh, pounding on it. Um, and you can also, uh, Mr. Von Schlag, take three points of damage as someone punches you in the head from behind. Oh. And it's your go, Mr. Von Schlag. All right, I'll turn around. Who is it? Uh, it was Morazon. Yes. Um, well then, I am going to try and wrestle the keys away from him. Fighting brawl. This is not good. I thought it was 11, not a fighter. Oh, but a 0-6 is going to be a hard success. Okay. And you were just going for the keys, you weren't trying to... Correct. Okay. Uh, let's see if he's able to dodge the keys away from you. He is not. You have the keys. Uh, Mr. Masters, back inside the room. Katarina launches herself at you, mouth wide. Would you care to dodge or fight back? Uh, been dodging so far, but this is getting a little desperate. Um, what is my fight? Uh, grapples. 35. Um, yeah, I was trying to think of maneuver to get her where I wanted her so I could get by the door, but I think I better just jump out of the way again, dodge. And uh, I do not. I do okay. not do so. Uh, you can have one point of damage uh, as she you know, kind of wraps herself around you and just buries her fangs into your neck. Ah! starts drinking um mr von schlag would you make a listen roll uh, 21 i will burn the one luck to make that a success uh you can hear footsteps running towards you uh morozov will take a swing at you you can dodge or fight back if you wish I am going to, oh god, terrible. My fight back is actually better than my dodge. Ugh. All right, then fight back, I guess. Which is a fail. Uh, okay, he misses. Your go. I'm going to jam the keys in the lock, open it, and then... Ooh. As you... As as you mm -hmm. turn back, first of all, give me a dex roll to try to open the door while you're being attacked by Morozov. 43. I'm going to burn the three points of luck to make that a success. Okay. Yes. You, you stick the key in the lock, you look in the window, and you see on the other side of the window Mr. Master standing there. His eyes are wide, and you see Katarina on his back with her mouth just buried in his neck and blood spurting out. You still want to open the door? <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, you open the door. Um, Mr. Masters. Yeah, I want to. Would you She's please lose? Okay. Three points of strength. Strength. Oh. I'm sorry, not three. What am I saying? 15 points of strength. 
Uh, oh, sorry, I glanced at my sheet. It's the old sheets. I have a strength of 15 in here, but yes, I'll lose uh, 15 times 5 minus 15. So, yeah, I will do so. Um, and give me a power roll, please. That is a success. Okay. That's it. Then it is your go. I would be like sure, to be sure to adjust your hit points or whatever if you need to from that strength loss. Yeah, I got. Oh, the hit. Okay. Um. How does that affect them? I'm sorry, I haven't moved it over to like a regular auto calc sheet. So we'll worry about that? it later. All right, there we go. As of now, I'd like to get this little young lady off my back. Um, is there a, uh, I guess what I'd like to do would be to like, well, hell, just just grab her and toss her. Fighting bro. In any way I can, slam her, toss her, whatever, get her off of me. A 94 will not allow me to do so. I continue okay. screaming. <laughs> um. Mr. Von Schlag, would you take uh, three more points of damage as Morozov punches you again while you're opening the door? This bastard. All right, I'm going to have to make a con roll. Uh, and he yells out, get him! And out of the oh, corner actually, of your eye, you see... The... Oh, go ahead. You see two men, uh, apparently orderlies, uh, with billy clubs about to fall on you. All right, so it's half, if I take half of my remaining hit points, right? Of your current, yes. Okay, so then I don't have to make a con roll. I will pull out my Derringer from my pocket. And I'll... Um, I'll say, stay back! Actually, can I, I'm going to try and, I'm actually, I'm going to pull out my Derringer, but then I'm going to try and grab, um, what's his name? Reggie? Morozov. I'm going to try and grab Morozov to hold him and put the gun to his head. Uh, okay. Um, fighting Brawl. I'm going to burn the 10 point. Oh, no, I can't burn it on fighting, right? Yeah, you can. Okay, then I will burn the 10 points of luck to make that a success. Uh, okay. Do you want to make an intimidate roll as well? Uh, sure. <laughs> you can make it, a, make it an easy intimidate roll. Oh, you, do you have the gun? I rolled a zero 0.5. There you yes. go. That is a hard intimidate. Uh, the uh, two orderlies, you know, kind of come up short and you know, kind of stop uh, and are looking at you, um, Mr. Masters. Um, would you lose another fifteen points of strength and make a power roll? God, God, she's killing me. Um, I fail horribly at the power roll this time. 
Okay, that's fine. Oh. It's your um, go. It's my go. Once again, trying really hard to get this little thing off of me. A 99 <laughs> does not succeed. <laughs> oh, God. Um, Morozov will uh, stop, stop. What? Don't, don't shoot, don't shoot. What, what do you want? Tell the orderlies to get my friend out of there. Help the professor. Help him out now, or the doctor gets it. Uh, give me another intimidation roll. Oh, that's a ten. Yes, <laughs> I make it. Uh, the so lucky. yeah, they <laughs> they 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 rush into the room. Um. Mr. Masters, would you make a sanity roll? That's a pass. You can lose one point of sanity. Uh, as the two men in, uh, as the two orderlies rush into the room, uh, Katarina disappears. And there's a, where kind of Katarina was wrapped around your body, there's just a thick kind of gray fog, like a little cloud hanging in the air. That moves towards the back of the room. And you see the cut kind of get knocked over. And the cloud moves towards the back of the room and reforms into little Katarina. And let's cut there to bring the others back. Oh, 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 oh. oh my God. God bless you, Max. <laughs> <laughs> that was touch and go. Yes. Yes. Well, I'm sure everything worked out great. <laughs> Not a problem. I like you. Hello. Oh, okay. I, I want to so know we'll, what happened with Gary's character. Well, we're yeah. about to, we're about to find out. <laughs> no doubt, it was something dangerous. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Stringdale. Uh, so yes. you slipped into Dr. Ryben's office. Yeah. Uh, as you do so, you see it. It is an office. Uh, it is a very neat, tidy, orderly office. Um, there's a desk in file cabinets, and there are stacks and stacks of folders on the desk, and the again, kind of the the um, file cabinets are you know are clearly stuffed full, but it's much more it's much more neat and orderly than the other office you see. Um, behind the desk, there is a uh, an, an elderly man. Uh, he is wearing a lab coat. Uh, he. Um, Kind of waves for you to close the door and, and have a seat. Oh, do you say? What? What? What is wrong? Why is uh, it? Comrade, my life. Uh, you you are here about uh, the girl, yes, Katarina. 
Yes, uh, there is much you should know. Uh, the the unholy surrounder. I, I know this for a fact. The unholy. Yes, yes. I I believe that Katerina murdered her mother. Charlotte did not kill herself. I guess that much. I found some evidence stating that they believed that she did. Yes, that but the, uh, the, the state uh, does not want this known. They, they want to simply get rid of the girl. Uh, she, since she has been here, she, is, she, is, she has attacked at least three of the orderlies. One of them, she tore his throat out with her teeth. The girl, she, claves, she craves blood. She sings for blood. Um, my friends have gone to see her. Should I be uh, worried for them? Yeah, you must not trust Dr. Morozov. I, I don't believe he is actually a doctor. He, his claims, I, I, I do not believe him. I do not trust him. He's not a doctor? No, no. Listen, Rolf. He, Mr. Uh, Sternbale. Okay. Uh, 44, I think that's a fail. Uh, you can hear some yelling from further in the hospital. You can't quite make out the words. Um, and you, then a moment later, you hear you hear footsteps. Uh, we, they're coming. We, we do not have time. What should I do? I'll stand up and um, move towards the door, maybe get behind the door. They, um, it, do, does the footsteps sound like they're outside this door at the moment, or near near the door in the corridor? Uh, yes, there are there are a couple that have run past you and are headed further down the hall. Okay, uh, and then a couple that have run to the door and have stopped at the door. Okay, I will stop and be very very quiet behind. So where the door, you know, the door it opens inwards. I take it into the room. Yes. So where basically where I want to stand behind where the door would open in front of me, basically to hide me. Okay. <laughs> uh, you you must not trust Doctor Morozov. I, I do not know what he wants with the girl, but I do not believe it is it can be good. Indeed. Um, the motion. Sorry. The door opens. I'll stay very quiet and very still. And then Dr. Rybin looks up. Uh, please come with us, Dr. Rybin. And he's, his eyes kind of glance to you. And then he looks back towards whomever is in the door. Yes, yes, of course, I, I am coming, I am coming. And he stands up and he walks out of the room. And the door is closed. I'll listen for their footsteps to go. Hopefully go away from. They do go away. 
Okay, so what I want to do is, yeah, did this, is there a, like a white coat or something like that in this room? You know, like a lab coat or, you know, a doctor's coat? Luck roll. 15. So that would be a hard success. Apparently, Dr. Rabin had a spare, yes. Cool. I will slip it on and grab some paper or something like that, you know, make it look like I'm holding something and sort of just head down the corridor in the direction okay. that they went, basically. Uh, so they went out. No, no, um, sorry, in the direction that um, my friends went. Oh, okay, yep. Uh, so, yeah, as you head <laughs> further in and you turn the corner, um, down at the far end of the hallway there, um, you see Mr. Masters uh, kind of staggering, bleeding profusely from what appears to be a neck wound. Uh, you see Mr. Von Schlag with a small pistol in his hand, uh, holding it, uh, holding clearly holding Dr. Morozov hostage, uh, and you see two orderlies watching them. Mr. Masters, Mr. Von Schlag. I, Everyone's um, kind of professor, reunited at this point. Can you, can you, can you get, are you able to walk? Can you get yourself out? I'm gonna... we're, we're leaving. You're coming with me until we're out of here. Unless you prefer dying. No, of course you can leave. Yeah. Are now, those... Where's the back? Where's the back door? There is no back door. You can leave by the front door. We will not stop you. Are those orderlies in the room at this time? I, no, they I, came back. I out. tell the. Or okay. I tell the. I I look at the orderlies. I say, get in the room. <laughs> Uh, they shake their heads. <laughs> <laughs> Is there? I close the door, lock the door. Doc, uh, professor, I toss him the keys, or say the keys are in my pocket. Lock the door. Find an empty cell to put these orderlies in. You can bet I'm going to do that. Um, down at the other end of the hall, you see. Um, Mr. Sterndale walking towards you, wearing a lab coat. Sterndale. Sterndale. What's going on? You okay, Professor? Help us. Help. Help. I'll hold the keys out. Um, I'll just grab lost the keys. nearly I'll, half I'll my strength, so. Like, Keep your help. voice down. Help Otto. <laughs> um, I just Sterndale, had a get thought. These... Yeah. yeah. No, I was going to say, as I start to kind of drag myself along the walls to uh, just keep myself up, I'm going to look in windows to see if I can find Alexi. Alexi is here. Um, you. Well, I guess it would be like in six from where we are, something really close. And then yes. Yeah, you, yeah. Yes. As soon as you look into that first window, number six, you see him. Okay. He is um, there. He is. He is clearly. It's clearly Alexi. Um, the the cot that's in the room with him is broken, and the sheets are shredded. 
Uh, Alexi is wearing a straight jacket. Uh, the jacket is chained to the wall. Uh, the chains are long enough that he can he can sit, uh, which he is doing. Uh, he is just kind of smashing his head into the padded wall behind him. Uh, he is. He has uh, kind of thick bandages wrapped around his eyes. And they are just soaked through with dried blood. And you can see kind of streaks of dried blood coming down his face from under the bandages. I can see. I can finally see. Two minutes to midnight and the wind sets us free. Alexei. What's the time? Alexei. <laughs> What's the time? <laughs> Uh, midday. Midday, okay. My God, we've got to get out of here. Um, I will find a empty cell so I can basically um, get the orderlies to go into. Uh, none of the cells are empty, but you can certainly pick one with random purportedly insane person and throw them in it. Yep, okay. I'll open one and go, you two, in there, now. Uh, they go in. Lock them in. I'm going to attempt to... Um, well, I was going to say, Sterndale, search the doctor. Um, I'll search him. It's about hidden. Uh, zero nine, so that will be a hard success. Uh, you find nothing of interest. He doesn't seem to have anything on him. Does he have any ID or papers? He does not. I'm going to try to give myself some type of medical aid, at least staunch the, the flow um, of blood. Obviously, I'm feeling super weak. First aid? Yeah, I don't have first. Yeah, no, I don't. That is a hard success. I'm able to get something. Uh, you can have a hit point back. Good. But not my strength. Yeah. Um. Okay, I say let's go. Let's um, <clears throat> go back. Go back to the office, uh, the doctor's office. Yes. That's a good idea. I need to sit down. They were, I can tell you, they were getting everyone out of the building, or at least the doctors out. I see. My, the gentleman's warning didn't come soon enough. I look to you, Professor, with the bite on your neck. No, it certainly did not. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so you're making your way back to Morozov's office? Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, as as you do so, there's there's more orderlies and nurses and you know patients you know, roaming around. You know, as as they were before, right? I mean, the hospital is certainly not you know empty. Are you still holding a gun? To uh, I'm gonna. Morozov? put the gun to the small of his back and just walk behind him and say, don't make any indication of what's going on. 
As you wish, you, you are welcome to leave. I will not try to stop you. I'm sure no you need won't. for all this. At this point, your C4 vertebrae is going to be shattered by a bullet if you do. Uh, let's cut back to the estate as we return to Dr. Morozov's office. Miss Richards? Yes, I was headed to room four. You were headed to room four. That is the dining room. Excellent. Excellent. Any interesting artwork here? Um, it, the There's a long, narrow oak table, uh, 10 chairs, so pretty big table. Uh, the table is set, uh, very nice um, dining set, fine china, um, silver flatware uh, for all 10 places. Uh, there's a bowl of fresh fruit on the table and a candelabra, which is lit, kind of a nice big elegant candelabra in the center of the table. Spot hidden roll. Uh, 13 will be hard success. Um, the table is actually not quite set as set as it should be. Uh, there's some of the flatware is missing. Hmm. Uh, any pieces in particular? Um, doesn't seem to be. It's a, you know, there's a, you know, a spoon missing here, a couple knives there, you know, a fork over here. Everything is neat and orderly. It's not like anything is, is disturbed. It's just, there's a few pieces of the silver are missing. Hmm. Interesting. Um, all right. Any paintings or anything interesting around? Nope. Well, then I guess I... We'll uh, go look at another room. Let's say room two. Room two is the kitchen. Uh, it is bright and white and mostly spotless. Uh, cupboards on the walls, uh, a tall counter uh, in the middle of the room. Um, on the counter, there is a stack of fine china uh, and a very large kitchen knife, uh, which has what appears to be uh, dried blood on it. Uh, against the far wall, there's a cast iron stove and a couple ice boxes. Uh, next to the stove is a cuckoo clock. Uh, and in front of the stove is the one part of the kitchen that is not spotlessly clean. There is a large puddle of very clearly dried blood, um, which kind of stands in you know, stark relief to the otherwise pristine white tile floor. And you can see the outline of a body in the blood. Oh, I will shudder a bit. Uh, no artwork, so. Hmm. There's a door over in the corner there. Uh, right to three, it's probably just a pantry, but. 
Uh, door in the corner from the kitchen. Uh, do, 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 do. Yes, that is a pantry. Shelves stacked with food. Okay. Well, I don't see anything interesting art-wise here. I guess I will sort of, out of morbid curiosity, take a look at the... Uh, take a look at the... Uh, the outline of the blood. Does it appear to be... I mean, is it the size of it seem more of a female than a male? Am I able to make that determination? Uh, I think this is where she died. That's what you were told, yes. Yeah, okay. Intelligence roll? 99. Spot hidden roll. Uh, uh, nope. Okay. Curse that Randall. Um, <laughs> well, um, it's it's so funny as a player. I know what I was doing that for because I can see it on the map. But uh, I will uh, head out of here and I guess go down to room three. Or I guess it's no, it's six. Sorry. And down the hall to room six. Um, this is another bedroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, a guest bedroom, you would guess. Uh, there's a small bed. It's uh, very neatly made. Uh, next to the bed is a wooden chest, a small desk and chair. Uh, there's a number of papers and documents uh, on the desk with a framed photograph. Intelligence roll. Ah, it's hard success. Uh, So there is a date on the photograph. Uh, The date being about 10 years ago. Um, And you can kind of work out that the the photograph uh, is of Charlotte. Uh, She is holding a newborn in her arms, which you would guess is Katerina. Uh, with her is a uh, another daughter, probably Elena. And then you would guess uh, her husband, Alexei, uh, and another gentleman. Do I recognize the other gentleman? Um, what is your connection to the family? Oh, I've no real connection to the family then probably not um how about an occult role uh 99 wow that is the second one that's yeah i guess i guess not um i'm quite knowledgeable if it makes a difference in international affairs Uh, it does not make a difference Okay. Uh, yeah, so I will, um, I guess, search the room. I'll look at these papers, I guess. Uh, okay. Um, the documents are clearly you know, letters and kind of personal documents um, 
from someone named Justin Jeffrey. Okay, do and I do I recognize that name at all? Well, you recognize the name Jeffrey. It's Charlotte's maiden name. Oh. So uh probably her brother, all right? Um much of the papers uh, appear to be correspondence between Justin and Charlotte. Okay. Uh, discussing the work of a an, a a occult scholar, a Frederick Wilhelm von Junst. Many of the papers make reference to something they describe as the powers of the North and the Yeti. <laughs> Silly stories. Uh, <laughs> yes. Um, um, also, amongst the papers, there is um, a book, a small kind of bound volume. You know, it's like kind of four inches by seven inches, kind of sized, uh, bound in a in a dark red cover. Um, clearly, public, you know, professionally published. Uh, the title is The People of the Monolith. Uh, author Justin Jeffrey. Hmm. Okay, well, I will uh, pocket that book in my increasingly weighed down purse. Or perhaps if it will fit, I will convince uh, my companion to slide it into his jacket pocket. Um, I'm sure Mr. Fitzgerald is willing to do whatever you ask of him. I really wish there was some danger I could throw him into, but nothing's <laughs> happened yet. Because <laughs> you know who would have been listening to the secret if I had been at the hospital. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess I will uh, continue my dungeon explore. I mean, house exploration and uh, go to I've been in eight, nine. So I guess I'll go look at ten. Uh, 10 is another bedroom. Uh, there is a small canopy bed uh, with frilly pink sheets. There's a small dresser. Uh, sitting on the bed are a number of dolls and stuffed animals. Uh, there is a wardrobe, which is standing partially open, uh, in which are a number of uh, dresses, coats, and shoes kind of sized for, you know, young girl size. Uh, the opposite side of the room has a slightly larger bed. Uh, next to this one, there is a night table, uh, a lamp, and a kind of small roll-top desk. This side of the room kind of has a general air of kind of unuse. It's not particularly dusty it just you know there's kind of it's just kind of empty yeah so i assume this was the girls room um i will open up the roll top desk see if there's anything in there uh locksmith uh regular success uh it is locked but uh, again it's just a simple roll top desk you're fairly able to fairly easily able to uh to open it up 
Um, there are a number of letters inside the desk uh, written between from Elena and a Boris Churin, who appears to be a Mar who appears to be a manager of the Marininsky Theater. Um, the there is a amongst the letters is a, an application from Elena uh, to become a ballet dancer at the theater. Um, and some of the letters you know, they get are not perhaps as professional as they could be. Now, let's not call them love letters by any stretch, but let's just say less than completely professional. Okay. Um, I guess I will then wander over and look around if there's anything interesting on the frilly side of the room. It's about in roll. 91. Oh, no, it's a 97. Sorry. Uh, nope. Apparently not. Okay. Well, I feel like I've walked around the house and seen all the things I'm able to see with my 90 rolls. Uh, so, yeah, I guess I will. Um, it's interesting, though. I have not seen Jonah as I've been wandering around. Um, you have kind of here and there, you know, he's not, he's not following, excuse me, <clears throat> following you, but he is kind of, you know, just kind of wandering around, tidying, cleaning, uh, this sort of thing. Um, he's, he's clearly not following you. He's not, you know, watching you. He hasn't been talking to you. He's not staring, you know, evilly in your direction. You know, he appears to just be kind of going about his business. Well, I will then uh, make it to go back to room eight and and with uh, Mr. Fitzgerald as a watch, uh, try to open that safe. OK. Uh, give me how about first a luck roll? That's an 11, so that's a extreme success. OK, I assume you don't want Jonah seeing you do this. Yes, that's why I had the watch to okay. warn yep. me if Jonah starts coming down the hallway. No problem. Uh, locksmith, we're looking for a hard success here. Uh, with a small expenditure of luck, I will have a hard success. Uh, you are able to open the safe. Uh, inside the safe, there are some stacks of money fairly large stacks of money. Uh, there are some invoices uh, and notes that appear to be sales of paintings to the State Museum and the medallion. The only reason I came here was to get the medallion, so I will slide that into my purse and we will make our way out. Okay. Uh, to where are you headed? I think we head back. I don't think there's anything else here. Back to the hotel? Back to the hotel. Okay. Uh, Jonah will see you out. Uh, thank you for coming. Uh, if there is anything I can do for you, please 
Let me know. Uh, just one quick question. You you don't know where Elena is, do you? Elena's the older one, right? The one who's missing? That is correct. Yeah. I do not. Does she have any friends you can think of that you might be staying with during this difficult time? If she was anywhere, I would expect have expected her to be uh, home. But with family gone, I would think she was at the theater. But they tell me she is not. Ah, uh, very well. Well, thank you so much, and uh, uh, we appreciate your time and disrupting your day. Of course. Good day to you. Indeed. And we will leave and get out as soon as we can without causing uh, any undue uh, Make uh, noticing. Yeah, yep. back, back, to the back to the hotel. Uh, let's cut back to the hospital briefly. Mr. Masters, Mr. Sterndale, Mr. Von Schlag reconvened in uh, Dr. Morozov's office. Yes. Um, so oh, well, when we get there, okay. So who are you really? What are you doing here? Looking at the doctor, supposed doctor. <clears throat> I am Dr. Morozov. I am here to treat Katerina. You are no doctor. You've got other plans for her. What are they? As I said, I am here for Katerina. Beyond yes. that, it is none of your business. I've played along with your little game for long enough. Please leave. Search his desk. Grab all the papers from Katarina. I'll open up the drawer that he shoved those papers in and grab, grab them. Okay. And I'll check around quickly to see if there's any other papers that seem to be detailing stuff for about Katarina. Or Alexi. Yeah. <laughs> or Alexi. Yeah. Spot hidden roll. Uh, it's a. 29 was my spot hidden. Um, 30. Oh, cool. Just made it. Uh, you find nothing else of interest. Yes, you are no doctor. Um, quick, um, has he got like um suit jacket in here or something like that that he may? Yeah, I want to quickly see if I can find like his ID. Yeah, he doesn't his have papers. any papers. Yeah, exactly. Uh, his overcoat is hanging in the office. Yep, I have a look in there. Uh, there's so nothing there. Where are your papers, Ben? You are not a government official. I'm <laughs> sure I do not need to show my papers to you. You are all foreigners. I advise you to leave now before the police come to arrest you. I'll look to the other sky. I think we got to go. Yes. Well, let's hope our paths don't cross again. Doctor. To where are you headed? 
Um, we still have his keys, right? Probably. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, I still got them. Do we know a real doctor? <laughs> a doctor of medicine. Well, you, you are in a hospital. I'm sure you can find one. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. I guess. Let's let's just get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I think we will end it there for the week.